Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hi. Hi. Great to see you guys. How and you been? Also you. Yeah, good, mate. Good. Yeah, it's that's good. Yeah. yeah. What's going on? It's been a hot minute, that's for it's sure. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hotter minute. It's getting nice out there. It's just about the start of spring when we recorded this podcast. Mm. Freezing this morning, but it was really cold. Yeah, my way, yeah. Uh. So weirdly, well, I think. Maybe, oh no, you're right. I couldn't even sit on the balcony this morning. Yeah. Maybe mm. it was because like last night was quite pleasant. Mm. In the late afternoon, I was out spreading a bit of fertilizer around. I was yeah. like, "This is quite nice out yeah, here." I took Rose to the park. I was in a singlet. I was like, "This is lovely." Mm. Yeah. But this morning, I think it was the wind. It's as cold as a witch's tit. Where's that come from? Is that from a movie? It's Shakespeare. Oh, is it? I don't know. Well, that is a movie. That's just <laughs> Shakespeare in love. <laughs> Before Netflix. Um, it is a saying, though, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I'm going to Google it. All right. It comes from 1600s. Back, back in witches, Salem. Back when witches were a thing. Mm. Witches were betrayed as old... <laughs> Are they not anymore? <laughs> Old hags and wrinkly skin and icy blood. Hurly so burly. Mm. Colder than a witch's tit was used during Does very cold Beth? because it was. Yeah, right. Huh? What's that, Macbeth? The witches say hurly burly. And toil and trouble. What? Uh, yeah. The three witches. Yeah, there weren't any sexy witches back in those days, were there? Well, <laughs> they were. They were burnt. So I guess they ended up hot. <laughs> the three witches, also known as the weird sisters. Yeah, sisters. Mm. Charmed was a witch show, wasn't it? Yes, it was. That was I, quite I a, popular. Yeah, I got into that for a while. Yeah. Yeah, with, um, who was it? Oh, God, I can see their faces. Neve Campbell? No. Um, she was in The Craft. Um, oh, the Craft. Yeah. There's another one. Who were they? They were... Oh, Alyssa, Alyssa Milano. Shannon. Shannon. Yeah, and the other one, Rose Rose McGowan. Correct. She came in later. And Rose was the one that was dating Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. Mm -hmm. Let's not skip past Holly Marie Combs, though. Yes, she was the original. And then uh, Rose McGowan came in for her after. It was a great show, actually. It was very Buffy esque. I I never saw it. Mm. Did they swap them out like. Was there some storyline how she morphed into someone else, or was it just like she? No, she no, it was uh, that sister's leaving. Oh, look, we found another sister who was also a witch. Oh, okay. Yeah, I used to watch. A, I used to watch a show. It was a good show. It was called Being Human. It was a British show, and it was uh, a, a go. It sounds crazy, right? But a ghost, a werewolf, and a vampire are all roommates, uh, and it follows their adventures, right? And it was a quality show. Like everyone raved about it, and it was really well done. Yeah. But then the actors. What happens is the actors got famous. Um, so they all left, but they wanted to keep the show going. So I was like, oh, we put an ad out for another flap. Another ghost. <laughs> and like, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've all, there's a lot of disbelief suspended thus far, but I ain't going with you got the same three types of creatures to bunk in together again. Oh, and he's also hot again. Well, maybe it was in the ad. Yes. Like if you ask, yeah. you shall receive. Yeah. But. Ka- uh, Kelly... Kuko, is he her name? Kelly Kuko from Cuckoo. Big Bang Theory. Apparently the she was attendant. on it too, but she might have only just made an appearance. Yeah, she would have been a bit like yeah. And now that she's famous, they like to keep her on the list there. Her flat flight attendant show is pretty good. Uh, what's it on? I haven't seen it. Foxtel. Mm. She's an alcoholic flight attendant that get embroiled, wakes up after a night with a guy and he's did. And then the, the fun ensues. It's good. There you go. She plays disheveled alcoholic very well. 
There you go. All right, let's get into the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I want to speak to the teachers out there. And you can remain anonymous. I hope someone calls on 13, 10, 16. Just do about parent-teacher interview confessions. That does sound like the worst thing to call out at a rock concert. I want to talk to all the teachers out there. <laughs> just the teachers now. Well, I would just want to know if there's a scenario. Like maybe you had a, te- a parent in front of you and you were like, Oh, God, I know who this is. I went to school with them. That would blow my oh, mind. Yeah. Or, but maybe it was like you actually had no idea who their child was. Mm. Because we've got parent-teacher interviews, and I was trying to work out whether I want to punish the teacher by sending my husband, because mm. he's never gone to parent-teacher interviews. Well, he's gone twice. Once he talked about himself the whole time, and the other one he forgot shoes. I remember that. I and mean, the whole conversation was about the fact he forgot his shoes and I didn't pack them. That's good. That means your kid's fine. No, they wanted to talk about the kids. They brought up a few issues, and it was like every she issue... She was making notes going, this all makes this sense makes now. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm talking to you, Father. I've decided uh, to give you an extra point. <laughs> a friend of mine got on her... Uh, it was on her report card. It was someone of the kid's name. Yeah, that's happening. And now. I was like, oh, my God. I'd be angry. Like, it was a cut and paste. And she wasn't angry because she's a school teacher. So she's like, it's okay. easily done. And, you know, they knew who my child was. I'm like, oh, okay. Was it positive? Yeah, I think so. But it was like every every bit started with, you know, a different name. Right. Yeah. Like, David is really great. And, yeah. One of my friends at their school, apparently, the teacher sat uh, one of the parents down and said, okay, so your kid is the reason I drink. <gasps> Me too, darling. <laughs> Me too. What when you said friends, was it, was it you guys? <laughs> friends, Abby. Friends. I just think it would, I would imagine if I was a teacher... I wouldn't like the interview to prepare. It'd be terrifying music. because yeah. it's changed. Where it used to always be the kid's fault. Yes, and you used to look and go yes, but now there's so much like, well, it's not my kid's fault. She what doesn't do that at home, it? and yeah. I'm using that tone, which is the same tone I would use because <laughs> I'm like, this is why they go to school. Yeah. Like we have, we've passed on a lot of our responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Of course. yeah. It's like they go, you know, um, your child's being disruptive in class. Well, what are you doing about that? Yeah, you, she's probably not being stimulated enough. She finds <laughs> when she gets bored, she will lash out. So that's kind of your fault. Yeah, they're behind. Mm. Really? Well, they're not at home. Yes. <laughs> I always feel like the six hours of school is when you make them the teacher's problem. percent. Huh? Yeah. Might not be the right attitude, but I quite often say, okay, what they do here is your business and what you do with them is your business. Yeah, like grandparents. Yeah. Mm. So you want to hear from teachers on 13, 10, 16 about interactions they've had at parent-teacher interviews? Yeah, you can remain anonymous, but yeah. you know, maybe there was just an interesting situation where you're like, oh no. And if you did forget that child's name or, <laughs> or who they were, yeah. like, how did you get around it? Because mm. oh, yeah. there's a lot of kids that you would have, especially once you get to high school. It'd be more fights with the parents, I reckon. The parents oh, would get... an argument with yeah. them. Mm. Imagine if we did parent-boss interviews where we had to roll in our parents in here and they sat down with Jack and... If my <laughs> mum had chat. to chat with Jack... <laughs> yes, what would happen? He would take stress leave. <laughs> Mum's here now. Send your mum to the parent-teacher interview. I was going to do that, but I don't know if I... I, That's not nice for the teacher, is it? (laughs) Because you can't mess with... What's worse than a a parent? Mm. A A grandparent. grandparent. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if a teacher's ever had a grandparent go to a. Of course they would have. He would have. We're thinking guardians. about it. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm saying when the, if the parents are still involved, uh, but they can't make it. Send the grandparents. Can you imagine my mum? They go, all right. Well, that's all we've got time for. No, they can wait. You can wait. I'm still <laughs> talking about my grandson. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Let's start from the beginning. Like she would just be <laughs> awful in a good way. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Jagger's dead behind. Really. Well, I would say that I want your teaching degree, really, because I find, like, you would just be all... 
<laughs> so we've got teachers on the line. We appreciate your honesty. Um, we want to know about the uh, bad parent-teacher parent interviews that have played out. Hello, Miss Anonymous. Uh, hi. Hi. What's <laughs> going on in your parent-teacher interview? Um, well, I get a lot um, of pretty uh, random parent-teacher interviews. Hmm. Um, probably the worst one I had was when the parents had actually separated about a week or two prior to the interview and then came together. Oh. Oh. <laughs> were, they, were they nasty to each other? Um, there was no nastiness, but they definitely did not speak to each other. One of them didn't speak at all. Well, it was just hostile. Um, the yeah, the one, husband. Uh, no, the wife was really quiet, and mm-hmm. then the husband was very, very keen to speak to me. <laughs> and I was only in my 20s then, so. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Is there another one as well? Um, yeah, um, I did have a rundown of a parent plastic surgery. Asked, like, sort of, she sort of ran over time telling me all about the different procedures she'd had done. Why? And you're just trying to get her out of there going, okay. Yeah, she was the last interview of the night, too. So a few people oh. were standing around waiting for her to be done giving us the rundown. What did she have done? Uh, oh, oh there was sort of like a reduction and just a few other things. And she's telling us all about the scar tissue and. <laughs> Yeah. Want to have a look? Check it out. Look. <laughs> yeah, the conversation you'd have at two in the morning in the girls' bathrooms is someone's really keen to show you, but not at a parent-teacher interview. <sighs> oh, how good. Annie and Camp Hill, parent-teacher interviews yeah. are going on at the moment. You've had a bad one being a teacher? I've had a few bad ones, actually. Yeah. But the most memorable may have been when I was 21. So I'd been teaching for two years. Um, anyway, I had a woman, and the school was a bit of a twin set and pearl school, the woman came in in full leather bikey outfit, uh-huh. and um, first she chastised me for being three minutes late, right. and then I started to talk about her really nice child, um, and pointed out a few things that we needed to work on together as a team, but there were about six motorbikes revving their engines outside, and then I realised she was part of like a bikey gang, yeah. and they just popped in before a big <sighs> ride, so she then became quite aggressive, and really abusive and like questioned whether any of this was necessary and why I was wasting her time and then she left and so that was a really um that was a really interesting afternoon (laughs) just you put it all together you hear the bikes revving and you're like anyway sorry about the bad points I just then realised I didn't want to mess with the bikies, yeah. so I just then really changed my tack to what a delightful child she is, <laughs> and maybe read, <laughs> maybe if you got a chance, bedtime stories are great for literacy. Yeah. I just left it at that. Just left it at that. <laughs> just standard. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, another Miss Anonymous. Yeah. Hello, Anonymous. What's happened at your parent-teacher interview? Hey guys, how you going? Good. Mr. Anonymous. Mr. Yeah, you're, Anonymous. Well, you're a PE teacher. How's your parent-teacher interviews gone? Yeah, ours is definitely an interesting one because we have the practical and the theory element, which makes it interesting. And the amount of times that we have a parent coming in going, oh, my kid's really good at club sport. Why aren't they getting an A? And you're like, well, there's so many other reasons as to why. Yeah. Oh, yes. Of course, because you got to know the theory, the theory as well. I feel like this as well. With do you get a lot of parents that might have been good at sport and questioning why their child isn't? Yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I don't understand. I was a gun at football. <laughs> no, you weren't, one Greg. Of our, yeah. One of our big ones is we often take video 
footage of the students playing games so we have that evidence for a bad parentage interview. Mm. And then you show that to the parent, they're like, oh, okay, I kind of get it now. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> he did kick that into the wrong goal. I understand. Thank you. I'm so sorry, but Timmy actually sucks. Exhibit A. Yeah. You do the drawing, hit circle M, yeah. and he should have run up this way, but he ran that way. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. It's time for our next instalment of... The Markle debacle. No, 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 no. That's in the past. <laughs> That's in the past. The debacle Don't never ends. No, 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 no. Everything's sorted out now. Uh, so uh, Meghan Markle has a podcast coming out, and you might have known that she signed a deal with Spotify um, some time ago that she was they were going to release a she series went to premium. of premium. Oh, right. Got to premium. Uh, but it's all under, uh, they've got like a brand, but this one is the archetypes on Spotify, and it's talking uh, to different people. Um, and this one is quite interesting because Serena Williams is on it. Right. Best of friends they are. Are they? This is how she describes her podcast. I'm Megan, and this is Archetypes, my podcast about the labels and tropes that try to hold women back. And for our first episode, we got someone really exciting. I was always very competitive. I had to win. I always had to win. Serena Williams, my dear, dear friend, the greatest of all time. Mm. It's a bit poured on, isn't it? I think that's how they talk. Oh, is it? You expect that they stop. I think that's how they, yeah, I don't It is quite interesting. They're talking about working mums, mm. and I guess they're saying that no matter... Did you smoke? No. <laughs> Meghan Markle considers herself a working mum. She's a working mum. I'll tell you the story about how she was a working mum and all something right. that we can all relate to. And if you're on your way to work at the moment, you might relate to Meghan and her working mum ways. Uh-huh. Uh. Uh-huh. Because um, they all, you know, no matter what you're doing in the world, yes. and the pressure on you, mm. you're still... As a mom. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. As a mom. As a mom. You don't understand. As a mom, I'm qualified to talk about anything. Uh, but no, they were saying that uh, she was in, I think, the French Open. And this is pretty amazing. So Serena Williams had no sleep the night before in 2018. She won, by the way. Yeah. But she had no sleep the night before because her little daughter broke her wrist. Oh, wow. So she was up all the night crying. And she said, you know, I still managed to win, but I was emotionally spent and emotionally drained. Which I've got to say, she is pretty amazing. She yeah. won, I think, the Australian Open when she was five pregnant. months pregnant. We never knew. Mm. Tight abs. Technically, she got disqualified because technically she was playing doubles. <laughs> you waited all that time to say that. Or no, did you say it back then? I didn't know. But then and she was like, yeah, you know, after all, we're just, you know, uh, both mums and, you know, it's a difference between what the public sees and what she used to see. And then Megan, Megan, sorry, Megan recounts an incident that happened when she was working. Yeah. And when she was working, they were doing a tour of South Africa with her husband, Prince Harry, and their son, Archie. And a fire broke out in their son's room of the hotel that they were staying at. Now, don't worry. The son wasn't there. Oh, right. The son was supposed to have a nap but hadn't because the nanny had taken him out to get a bite to eat. If that was lucky. And then they had to to continue their official duties. Wow. A nightmare. You don't call it working when you're shaking hands? Oh, look, I shouldn't, I shouldn't judge. Everyone's work is different. Yeah. I'm just saying. She's working nine to five. Her doesn't do nine to five. It's like longer hours. It's got help. Stuff. When you've got that much help. Mm. The help, I guess, yeah, it does. Yeah. When you've got like a nanny and a cleaner and... Yeah. Yeah. If we saw a photo of her cleaning the toilet, yeah. I think we'd go, good job. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. you go, what the hell is Meghan Markle doing cleaning her own toilet? She should have people for that. Wipers? Mm. 
But she's got to do small talk. That's that's hard. Uh, no, man. Yeah, see if you got to do small talk for that long. And that's she just true. said that she just wanted to spend time with her son, but she had to go out still and do, you know, shaking hands and stuff. Royal duties. Royal duties. Royal she doesn't duties. do that anymore because now she's working on a podcast. Busy, busy, busy. And she's got a book out. This is the part where I'm not believing it. Right. Because I, I honestly will listen to this podcast and I think it'll be quite interesting to mm. hear about it and you get to hear her real side story of it. But this is the part where like they're sitting down, they both have hair and makeup done, they look amazing, they're sitting in these beautiful couches with microphones, like there's obviously other people there. And then, oh my gosh, Harry just happens to walk in. Before you go, do they know how a podcast works? Yeah. That's a TV show. People film them now. Oh, yeah. Film every, if you're not filming your podcast. Do you not know that this days. film's here, Ugh. which is ridiculous because it's yeah. radio, but we film it too. Yeah. Do we? Oh, come on. I've seen you looking at the yeah, cameras, making love to it. I've seen you, mate. I didn't know that we filmed at all. You quite often come in the next day and say, oh, God, I was watching our video last night. God, I was <laughs> funny. God, it's funny. <laughs> Stop looking at it. All right. <laughs> you know what? We should put a mirror on this camera just for stab. If the red light's on, does that mean it's recording? <laughs> but this is the part where, do you believe this? This is Harry. Hi. You want to come say hi? Yeah. Looks, you just popped in. Hello. 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 How you doing? Good. How are you? I like what you've done with your hair. That's a great vibe. Thank you. Good to see you as always. I miss you guys. Well, come and see us. I will. I'll make a plan. Have fun. Thanks, my love. No, that's scripted. As if Harry uses the word vibe like that. It doesn't, you don't get Charles, <laughs> do you? You don't know that. The Queen's like, what a lovely vibe, Charles. <laughs> this tea is a vibe and the oh, biscuits. The queen. Oh, the Queen's address. Uh, this year has been a vibe. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. In 2022, AFL footy as we know it is back. Just make sure you're ready. Now, you got to admit, Anyone who comes in fresh to, I'd say, most sports, it can be a baffling ordeal, right? Because sports are unusual if you haven't grown up with them. Yeah, and that's even the same for uh, Nick here, who works here, Bali. Yeah. We always have this big of a... He loves his NRL, mm. and he goes to an AFL game, and he's like, I don't understand it. I was like, oh, here we go. But because I grew up with it, he's like, they yeah. just run all the time. The one the one <laughs> I've watched and I, it was baffling is that combination of um, AFL and, is it Gaelic football? That they play oh, with. Oh, it's like half soccer, half AFL yeah, or something. It's really yeah. weird. Uh, and you look at sometimes they kick it like soccer, sometimes they just pick up the ball and run with it. It's just. Bizarre. Oh, Gaelic football. Yeah, well, yeah. they play, it's like AFL, but with the round ball. Yeah, but yeah. then they used to do, I don't know if they still they used to do like a, a demo sport where they combined the two and Ireland played Australia and it was oh. just, it was, it was odd, 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 odd. But uh, Americans are baffled by most of our sports. Cricket, they think, is like boring baseball, whereas baseball, I think, is boring baseball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, AFL, uh, they see it as gladiatorial. Because you watch their uh, gridiron, and while it is a, a decent sport, it's very clinical. It's very padded. There's a defense team and an offense team. There's a guy that just runs on, kicks, and then buggers off for the rest of the game. Like, it's very... When I was there, I was surprised by how many stoppages it was. Mm, like, it's quite game. a slow very, game. Yeah. So I can understand them watching AFL, like, where's your break? Well, they literally, you have a team with the ball who attacks, yeah. and then once the other team gets their ball back, they both swap, like a whole yeah. new set of defenders. There's a lot on. of time to go and get a beer. They also stop for commercials. 
Mm. Right. Mm. Uh, but uh, an American dude has uh, gone viral because he was in Chicago, sitting in Chicago, and um, he was flicking around on his channels and he found an AFL game on the sports channels and he went, you know what? I don't know what the heck is going on. I'm going to live tweet this. Because you've got to think, like, they really don't know anything about the sport over there. Here's a little bit of an American trying to tell them the basics. The idea is to kick the ball through the two large upright posts. <laughs> That's a goal and worth six points. If you hit the post or send it between the big post and the outer lower post, it's worth one point and is called a behind. So if you hit it, it's a point. God, that would change American football. Yeah, Could you yeah. imagine? More ways to score points. <laughs> Holy crap. Wow. Could you? All the nail biting would be done. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> No one likes a behind. Anyway. Hey, yeah, well, some, right. people, yeah. some people like a behind. Yeah. Uh, so Jason Quist, he's in Chicago, and he's decided to... It started here, where he goes like this. <clears throat> hey, AFL, don't take this the wrong way, but Aussie Rules Football is the most incomprehensible game I've ever seen in my life, and I'm determined to figure it out in this Twitter thread. I just want you to know I'm doing my best. Uh, so then he goes on to say it's the first bounce, and this blows him away because he is like... I won't do the accent, actually. First things first, this sport is absolutely the mm. best kickoff I've ever seen where the ref just hammers the ball into the center spot. I want to learn enough about this sport just so I can do this. They must go to training for the bounce, though, shouldn't they? They, they do it all the time. The umpires are the fittest you've ever seen. And the accuracy as well. the wrong angle, she's going right and anyone's... No, they practice that. They also practice the throw behind their head, which I always love because a couple of times you have them blow the whistle if it's incorrect and they've got to go yeah. back and do it. Yeah. And it's just like... Shame. I imagine Shame. when they throw it too, they go, wee. <laughs> well, my mate was doing it for his kids AFL thing. And he was like, I, I love AFL. This is my moment. I've always wanted to be a ref. And he went to do the bounce and he bounced it into the ground and it came straight yeah. up and hit him in the face. Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> he loves how much the referees get involved in the sport though. Cause then he says this and this one's all in capital. So I'll have to yell it. <clears throat> Wait, the ref gets to also wing the ball over his head to inbound it? Are you serious? You know when yeah. they do that yep. yeah. thing? Yeah. Apparently he's amazed by that. Uh, then he goes on to say, Okay, it seems like they call the end of the field the sweet spot, but then they have to bend it like Beckham to get it into a relatively narrow goal. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's true? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We just call that footy here in Australia. Calm down, mate. It's just, it's just a Thursday to Sunday deal. Like <laughs> okay, here it goes. Oh, man, this tiny little dude just climbed on the back of another dude, and now the pies are going to win. I don't know why. Yeah. Also, there's a lot of legal contact. There isn't a lot of legal contact, except for those rare instances, still haven't gotten to the bottom of this, where someone is allowed to absolutely pace some poor son of a bitch. Okay. Like tackle? Yeah. yeah. But he's kind of right I know in what, that way. So he's watching Collingwood versus Calton. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's well, right. He's doing well if you can pick up what game he's Well, it, yeah. Mm. If the Pies are in the lead and there was a fantastic mark. And then he finishes it with this. And I do, I, I hadn't thought of it this way, but you know, they are. When you watch, and you would notice this, Matt, if you watch NRL compared to AFL, they are a lot more athletic than the oh, yeah. um, NRL boys. And their, a bodies, lot of their bodies are different, you know? Yeah. yeah. So he, he says this is sort of his, his the NRL players. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> he does say he'll be back to do it again, but this is his wrap-up. I will say, I know a lot of meatheads see sports for the first time and go, I would be the LeBron of this game. I would not. These guys are angry all the time, <laughs> probably because they're running a marathon during a fist fight. <laughs> That's true. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Had a um, bit of a... No, I wouldn't say difficult age, but an interesting age with Roars at the moment, right? Because she's nine going on ten. She'll be ten in a couple of months. 
And so she's at that age where I'm not, I don't have to be over her shoulder all the time. There's lots of stuff I don't have to do that I used to have to do. Like, um, you know, even like tying shoelaces and stuff. Like she makes her own lunch for school. Uh, last night she cooked her own dinner. She's um, at the age where soon she's going to be looking after, over your shoulder, just making sure you're doing it all right. Hope so, because I need that help. <laughs> um, but then that, what comes with that is, you know, when they, she's got a friend over and we go, mm. okay, you go play. Yeah, sure. Yep. Uh, and she said uh, the other day, she said, oh, can we make some oobleck downstairs? What's uh, oobleck? What's oobleck? Oobleck is that liquid um, that you make from cornstarch. It's just cornstarch and water. You should do it for your kids. It's fun. And it's a liquid. Uh, and then if you push it down real hard, it's a solid. What? Yeah. Yeah, mm. it's fun. Have you played it? There's no Ooh, chance yeah. that is coming anywhere near oh, the no, couches. Is it coloured? No, no, or no. you just put... It's just well, corn flour. It's just corn flour and water. That's it. But this is the thing. So they said, we, we're going to make that downstairs. And, you know, I'm not going to sit down there and supervise them. They're nine, so it's fine. And then when they come up, yes, for some reason, they had put um, colour dye in it, um, food oh. colouring. So they, her hands are still blue, and that YouTube. was on Monday. They would have seen it on YouTube. But, but I said to her, that wasn't in my description of the deal of the unsupervised work. I said you could go down and make oobleck. I didn't say anything about colouring the oobleck. So it's that... Use your imagination, Dad. Yeah, exactly. Mum, kids. Mum also said don't jump off the roof into the pool, so we jumped off the fence instead. Exactly. You know, it was a little bit lower. Exactly. So um, Rory's got a, she's getting a haircut this afternoon, and um, she's got this Brady thing in her hair uh, that she's had in for, I think, a year and a half. She got it at Dreamworld. They, so they put this, they mm-hmm. braid your hair really, really finely, yeah. and then, and they, then put the, they put a little thing in, like a little dready, yeah. a little dreadlock thingy. Uh, and she said, oh, I've got to take this out for my haircut tomorrow. And I said, well, I don't know how to do it. She goes, it's all right. Um, I know how to do it. It's real easy. Um, Mum showed me how to do it last time. She had one in before. I was like, okay, well, look, you can go. She was in her bedroom at this stage. It was 8 o'clock. I said, you can do that just as long as you know what you're doing and you don't cut any of your hair. Those are my only two rules. And she went, sweet, Dad. And I went, cool. And I went to chill. And what were you doing? What was I doing? Mm-hmm. I was looking at my TV window uh, that I mentioned earlier before, <laughs> sitting on my couch just trying to process everything that had occurred to me that day, looking at my TV screen uh, with nothing on it, just the, just the three. I was, I was uh, almost a I don't even point. think that's a joke. You no. love doing stuff like that. Yeah, just, just That's your zen. I was trying to zen. I was even had my mantra going for two minutes. We went to meditation camp. <laughs> What's your mantra? We're not allowed to share it. Anyway, that's uh, off topic. Don't ask about the mantra. It's the first rule, it's first of, rule meditation. of the mantra. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah. you can tell people you got a mantra. Yeah. You just can't tell them. We paid a lot of money for it. Yeah. I don't I'm even not tell people it. I'm staying oh. at the mantra. So <laughs> I about five minutes go by and I hear Dad oh. And I'm like, what's happened? And I go in and it is a mess. It is a tangled, tangled shamozzle. And I'm like, okay. Deep breath because we need to fix this. You know, like before your mum gets home. Before, well, even, is that what you think of instantly? Do you I, think no. of like you're going to be? No, 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 okay. no, no. I think it's on my watch, which is what's happening. Um, <laughs> That's a lie. Every man gets. I've, Scotty would. You'd be like, don't tell your mum. You're going to you have, break your arm. Do it with your mum, not yeah. with me. I may have done that before, but Kat's been travelling so much now that I'm like, nah, this is just. You're in charge. You're the mum. <laughs> I'm the yeah. mum. So eventually, I'm like, I had to sit her between my uh, knees, and she's crying because she's like, I'm such an idiot. I'm like, you're not an idiot. You just you didn't do what I told you to do. And she's like, you mad at me? I'm like, yes, actually, you know what? I am mad at you, but I think I'm allowed to be. Uh, and then so we had to. And it's tiny, tiny braids. Like, yeah, it's really yeah. tiny. And I had, I was doing that and unbraiding it bit by bit. It was taking ages. And then the other bit, I said, what about this other thing? How do you get that out? She goes, you just cut the string. And I'm like, okay. And I'm looking in the deep root of her hair. And I'm like, I think that's a string. It's a hair. Or oh, that was hair. Mm. I don't know how much hair. Did you just cut it off at the root? Yes. 
And the whole thing. Well, I, I, I don't know how much of a chunk yet because I think the hairdresser will find out later. Um, it's their job to fix that anyway. And then just... Undercut. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just a big clump of, of knotted, matted... Un- it was like, imagine if you had Christmas lights for hair. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's what I had to do for about 45 minutes, just sit there trying to untangle all of her hair to get it somewhere near brushable. And then and also, it's hard, though, because it's been in for a year. That's You're not the supposed other to thing. keep it in for a year. So you should turn it back and go, well, you know what? Mm-hmm. You guys shouldn't have done that for that long. <laughs> and I'm going to put my foot down. There's no more of those when you go to Dream World. Okay? That's the, even by the time we got it all out and untangled, yes, mm. it was it was quite, it was almost, it was a dreadlock because it Dad's had been in there for so long. stressed. Man, well, I know even how... Even you had long hair, but I don't understand. Like, even if you had long hair, yeah. when you're dealing with your girl's hair, do you freak out? Because my dad never did it. Like, I used to do ballet competitions mm. and it used to be like, mm. if mum had to work, he used to say after one day, can you sleep in that for tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I used yeah. to be like, no, it's really tight. I can't I can't mm. sleep. And he goes, you'll be fine. Mm. Hairspray. Yeah. So it sticks in there too. <laughs> I think it's a thing of we know yeah. how important it is to females, you know, because we don't care. I could chuck, yeah. cut a big chunk out of my hair. I'd be like, I look like an idiot, but I'll be all right. But, you know, if women, anything bad happens to women's hair, it's a nightmare. You know, when you get gum in it or something. Oh, and no. Like... And you got to try and freeze it. So I get this one. It was stressful. Oh, Daddy did your hair today, didn't Oh, he? yeah, yeah, Daddy, yeah. Oh, Daddy did it. Yeah. Patronising, but often right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which Damn means it. double patronising, <laughs> a double <laughs> scoop of patron- patronising. <laughs> patronising. Uh, hey, let's ask about Dad's doing hair, though. 13, 10, 60. Um, were you, did Dad, did you do the hair, and did it go horribly wrong? <laughs> what happened? Rob, in Kangaroo Point. <laughs> You've done your kid's hair, what happened? Oh, well... How are you guys? Good. Yeah, good, um, yeah, man, good. For whatever reason, my daughter, she's uh, at uni now, but every time that school photos come around, mum must have been at work and I had to do her hair. So all through primary school, the poor darling, I thought it looked good, <laughs> but the photos, her hair, she hates to look at them. <laughs> and, you know, our young girls hate that. The smaller hairs at the back of their neck yeah. when you pull them out. Yeah, you just couldn't get it all up. It's that's yeah, a shame for you, Rob, the, that there was photographic evidence what did of you, every did time. Did you used to well. do a ponytail? Was that your specialty? Well, yeah, I I could plait and everything else, yep. but it was never good enough. No. Apparently, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no well, the part no. wasn't centered, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, my my poor daughter, right up to high school, and she was doing her hair herself. Mm. Every school photo. It's dad not hair. looking the best. There was, there was I'm, having a, I'm having a dad hair day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Rob. Hey, Steph's on from Atmel Plains. We're talking about dads doing hair. Hello. Hey. Um, yeah, no, so my dad raised me when I was from when I was five years old, and he got sick of the net, so he shaved my sisters and my hair off when we were nine. Oh, wow. Yep. That's a guy I've, that goes, you know close. what? I can solve this. Mm-hmm. Got rid of the nits, yeah. I guess, Steph. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely it did. <laughs> were you guys okay with it or were there tears? Um, We were fine with it until we started getting bullied in school. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't have to clean up sheets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh. the, so how many sisters did you have? Um, it was myself and my twin sister, so just oh, the two of us. Well, he had to do you both. Yeah, of course. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Steph. Uh, Carrie Ann in Lacey's Creek. Uh, Dad's doing hair. What's your story? 
So my, I have a five-year-old daughter, and ever since she was born, she's actually always had a lot of hair. And my husband is a tradesman, um, so and a bit rough, I guess. Mm. But he loves doing her hair, like, and he does it in all these like fancy hairstyles. Wow. So whenever we go out, if I've actually made an effort to do her hair, which I don't often because it's really difficult and I don't like doing it, mm-hmm. everyone always says, oh, did Dad do your hair? Because they're so used to my husband actually doing it up all fancy. Uh, that's the opposite. That's good. Yeah. yeah, my friend yeah. Craig's just text to, to brag about how good he is at doing his daughter's hair as well. Mm-hmm. It's like either way, like can't yeah. do it at all yeah. or is like, the look best. at this fishtail braid. Mm-hmm. I did that. Well, that my, my husband learnt to fishtail braid mm. and he's done it in my hair when I've gone to work and people are like, oh, did you do it yourself? And wow. when I tell them my husband did it, they're like, um... Was he... <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fancy. Does he, uh, does he find it relaxing or something? Oh, no, I think he just likes the creativity side of it because yeah. it's a little bit arty. Ooh, so, yeah, yeah he just yeah. enjoys coming out with different styles for us. <laughs> well, yeah. well, mullets are the go now, so he's probably doing it on The Apprentice back at the job site. You just don't know about <laughs> it, Carrie. <laughs> Smoko boys, sit around. We'll do some braids. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alpha Bucks tomorrow. It is the 25th of August. Your answers for Alpha Bucks are. Uh, I had it here just a second ago and they're back again. Kendrick Lamar, Kale, and a tricky one for everyone Knight. Mm-hmm. Or Knigget. <laughs> <laughs> Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Stav, Abby and Matt. I love Brisbane. Built in Brisbane for Brisbane. This is amazing because a book called 14 that is written by Shannon Malloy is going to be turning into a play. It's at QPAC as part of the Brisbane Festival from August the 27th to September the 17th. You have to buy tickets. Good morning, Shannon. Hello, how are you going? Now, this is a, a brilliant book. It's uh, a book that people say is quite confronting. It's also hilarious. And you wrote it about growing up in central Queensland at an all-boys school and being gay. Yeah, not the uh, not the best mix of ingredients for a, for a happy adolescence, but uh, there I was at the end of the 90s at this uh, NRL mad all-boys school in regional Queensland as kind of the only gay in the village. Uh, back when that was kind of the worst thing that you could be. Uh, so, yeah, the book charts one year in my life at 14, trying to navigate uh, quite a lot of sort of daily violence and bullying and torment uh, and, and how I survived that with the love of a small group of friends, a great family and uh, kind of a playlist of 90s pop bangers. Because it's got like all the songs of Shania Twain and like Spice Girls and all the bangers from the 90s. So many hit songs. It was just such a, an incredible period of pop music. <laughs> uh, and we've woven those all through the story on stage. And it really just brings it to life in such a sort of happy and light way that balances those darker themes. And, uh, and yeah, I, th- I can't wait to see it. It's, that the music is such a special part of, of my story. And you get to um, cast yourself, which has got to be interesting. Like, who are you going to get to play you? Oh, such a bizarre experience trying to trying to pick 14-year-old me. I mean, no <laughs> one had quite the horrible hair that I did, that sort of gel, gel-filled hair with the little sticks. Oh, yeah. uh, but we've found a, a great young guy named Connor Leach who is just brilliant and so talented uh, and, um, and really brings brings me to life in such a cool way. But, yeah, it was bizarre, bizarre picking him. I was very excited to be part of that process. 
On a serious note, you talk about the, the bullying from, I guess, other other people and whether you're being openly gay, a lot of people might have found it confronting the boys because they're going through their own sexuality um, as well. But were you surprised, I guess, with a lot of maybe the teachers' reactions? Yeah, it was it was such a, I think, a, a different time where no one really knew much about what it meant to be gay and, and the struggles that came with that. And so a few of the teachers at the school I went to were almost complicit in the in the torment and mm. seemed to kind of enjoy it. And there was there was a part of this year and it's in the book where someone wrote a, a fake love letter and signed it from me and and it got passed around the room and then the teacher read it out in front of everybody and it was just one of the most horrible moments uh, and really shows I guess how far we've come thankfully particularly when it comes to schools and and supporting kids but yeah a horrible moment and and just one example of when teachers kind of failed in their duties I suppose. Now it has been turned into a play and you know the other famous uh, Brisbane one uh, Boy Swallows Universe they're turning that into a TV show on Netflix would there would this translate into a TV show or a movie could you see that happening down the line Oh I would I would love it um I I think it's the sort of story where the visuals really bring it to life, that kind of beachy small town and the horrible fashion and the terrible <laughs> hair and uh, and all, all the nostalgia of, you know, Discman's hmm. and, uh, you know, frozen coats and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I'd love to see it on the screen. Um, there are some, some early works in that regard, so watch that space. Okay. But, um, but, yeah, I just can't wait to see it on stage. It's really the first step in, in bringing it to life. I can't imagine what it would be like at, at 14 to discover you were gay and work through that and then have to tell people. Um, and that's what this story is all about, Shannon. If there is a, a young man listening now, he knows he's gay or he thinks he might be gay and he's scared of that, what would your advice be to someone who's lived through it? Well, I hope that you know the book and, and the play, for all of its dark themes, it really does show that you know, the worst day or the worst week or month or year, in my case, doesn't last forever mm. and it always gets better. And, you know, I'm sitting here talking to you while my husband and our daughter are downstairs getting ready um, for the day. And, and that sort of, I think, shows, you know, I've gone from this, uh, you know, devastated and terrified 14-year-old that thought my life in this, this sort of hellish small town would always be like that. And it's not. I'm so happy I've had a brilliant life with more to come. And that's, I, I hope, the message that comes from all of this. Uh, you know, hang in there, it gets better. Uh, and uh, I'm living proof of that. I can't believe how old your daughter is now. It feels like just the other day you guys went overseas because you had her via surrogate. In America, yeah, yeah, in the midst of COVID, which yeah. was such a, a fun and, oh. and hassle-free experience. <laughs> uh, she, um, she's 16 months now wow. and... and growing more and more each day and, and developing a real little personality. And, um, yeah, she's wonderful. Well, uh, 14 is the book, and it's showing at QPAC as part of the Brisbane Festival from the uh, 27th of this month right through till the 17th of September. Um, Shannon Malloy, great to talk to you. Thanks for your time this morning. You too, guys. Thank you so much. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. The Stanford Hotels. Yeah. All around Australia and here in Brizzy have uh, got a bit of a package at the moment. There's a video that's going with it and it's enticing people to stay in it. And it's called the Black Label Enhancement. And for $60 extra a night, mm. you can take advantage of the Pure Love Lounge. Now, I saw this lounge and I thought, that looks comfortable. 
for a nap. <laughs> like it does look comfortable, it looks plush. <laughs> but it's the curves in the lounge, which is supposed to be for ideal positions. Mm. So when you book into this room, they give you like a, a bit of an example of different positions that you can use. But it just seems so, like I, I would feel uncomfortable booking that. Mm. Because it would be like, I want that. And then I would go, oh, I'd just say, how was it sanitized? Yeah, well, that's a big issue. Because you, that's exactly what people are doing it. And even well, though you have hotel sex, right? Yeah. Like hotel sex is... The best. Compulsory, yeah. right? A hundred percent. I'm not paying $250 <laughs> a night to sleep. I can do that in my own house. No, you go into a do and you do it straight away so that you can go and eat a big meal. Am I yeah, right? Because yeah. I know. Sister. Uh-huh. Yeah. You might yeah. have too many wines yeah. tonight and go, no, I'm 100%. tired. Yeah, because like, it was that what? time I, when we got into the hotel room, I said to Kat, okay, let's, let's get, get this it over. Let's get it done with. And it didn't go down well. My friends and I talk about it openly. We always say, hey, check in. Uh, hotel sex and then give us a call after if you want to go for drinks. That's yep. always what we do. Yep, yep, yep. Do you go up to the room first or you just do it there in reception? <laughs> Sometimes the elevator. We're already checked in. Drop your bags. And to that point then, because mm. that's what I thought when I saw a, this. A, later in the night, that's an added bonus. If that happens, yeah, if that's that happens, fine. happens, but you've done it, so Ooh. it doesn't matter if it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Because uh, I looked at that couch and I went, isn't any couch in a hotel room the sex couch? Do you not put a sheet down? On the, the couch. couch. Oh, Why? Because it's yuck. Yeah, so your naked bum doesn't rub against stuff. the last person's naked bum? And they don't clean that. that. No, well, they don't. Well, that's the thing with this thing. They're pointing it out. And they would know- clean this because this is this is purely for it. Yeah. And what I want to know on 131060 is what gross thing have you seen in a hotel? It doesn't have to be... Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. We saw some, uh, there's a, well, actually, I think it is the Stanford Hotel. There's one down at Glenelg, which is in Adelaide. That's got the bed thing too. Yeah, it does. Mm. And it overlooks the ocean, which is really, really nice. And it's mm. these big windows. But when it started to get a little bit steamed up, yeah. you could see the imprints of someone putting hands <laughs> and big... boobs. Boobs against it. Oh, yeah. We're like, come on, look good. at this. Did you see how you matched up? Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting, though, is, this is there's two types of people, isn't there? Really, because you know hotel rooms have the double, and then you can bring the extra bed in. Mm. Some people pay sixty dollars for this love lounge. Some just get the trundle for the child. It's the that's, that's, it's, it's, a, it's exactly, a pathway of life. You yeah, know, you know? Yeah. yeah, that's what they do. They and what would be funny was for the other people watching the what, a staff roll this in. What, I would just feel embarrassed. Like, do they you have know? a site? I think they roll it in. No, They've I got a room made there. up. But yeah. it is embarrassing because it's like the pure love lounge. And oh, like, so you... there's a specific room for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you like yeah. it's room, room service. Could I get a bucket of ice <laughs> and one of them sex beds, please? That's, that's exactly. No, that's how I reckon it goes. No, no it's a room. It's, it's a room. room. Oh, that, that's, it's a room. That's be... worse then. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I didn't like get in the elevator with it. It comes with a video. I, still, I worked at a hotel and we had a free DVD because it was back in the day. Mm. Um, and you had to, you could come and just use them. Yeah. And I could always know when people had gone through the list. And it was always, um, what's the one where the guy, the... Basic Instinct. It was Basic Instinct was there, but it was always stopped at a certain point. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, can't you guys just watch it on your phone rather than just have to get a striptease? Oh, oh yeah. 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 Swimming pool. I, I reckon <laughs> they all the same. I reckon they do bring these in per room. It's an extra sixty a night. No, they wouldn't. This room, this this seat is quite heavy. What they've done <laughs> is they've done it in partnership with the seat, and the seat is a pure love lounge, which is very heavy, and you can go and purchase it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I do like I do like that image. Just get in the elevator. The guy comes That's in with I'm it like he's we're like oh, yeah. It's like just going up to fifty two. Oh, you're fifty three. Yeah. Well, uh, squeeze not sleep in well and tonight. Fit one more. Yeah, yeah, lie down on it. And um, plus, you'd want them to be like away from everywhere else. 
wouldn't you? Oh, you mean for noise? Mm. That's a good point. Gee, this bed looks comfortable. Ignore the late, the people on it because they're doing stuff. But it does look comfortable, doesn't it? Does look good. You're the kind of person that would have bought one of these by accident, <laughs> and you'd be there on your back deck lounging, reading a book, and everyone's like, um, abs. <laughs> um, it, it does ask the question, though, 13, 10, 60, the weird stuff you've seen in hotel rooms. You've checked in, found something under the bed, mm. um, you know, hasn't been cleaned properly. Mm. There's all sorts of things that go on in those rooms. Yes, there are. Uh, <laughs> Jade, out there in Shayla Park, what's the worst thing you saw in a hotel room? Um, I just wanted to go back on the Stanford um, chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, lo- the um, Pure Love Lounge. Yeah. My sister used to work at Stanford Plaza, mm-hmm. and she just confirmed for me that um, you do actually have to call reception, and they drag the chair oh, up. Oh, Maddie is right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting. Oh, I thought it terrible. would be like a permanent no. one. You know what that means? Oh, that I means don't... it's everywhere. It means yeah. there's only one. I thought it was just in one room, the filth. Yeah, no. But that's what we're saying. The filth is in every room. That's yeah. true. But it just points it out. It's like it's like going into a hospital, and yeah. I constantly think there, I am laying in a bed someone's died in. Right. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, that's that's the way. You could Someone say that about some hotels. Yeah. Someone could have died on the love lounge. Yeah. Died doing what they Jade, love, though. can you confirm? Has anyone... So, did she say that it happens quite a bit? That people... Um, like, it's popular? Well, yeah, so this... this the, the, the lounge kind of chair started, I think, like, a couple years ago. Yeah. But I think it might just kind of be getting popular now. Yeah. So, but, it's a couple um, of years old. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to yeah. come back because they've done this video. Now, you would have yeah. asked the same as everyone else. Does it get washed down? How do they wash it? I don't believe... So, because I don't think they like there's really a way to wash it. It's leather. It's just, uh, yeah. They wipe it down. You yeah. have to wipe it down. Yeah. yeah. So, so, Jade, there's sure. <laughs> some poor person at concierge who just skull drags it into the lift and then into the room and dumps it at the end of the bed. That's it, yep. <laughs> and then you got to, because they know what it's for. But if you were that staff, wouldn't you just yeah. have a bit of a like, oh. A later? No. Lay down on it. No. Hey, Helen. Hello. Hey, you found something nasty in our, our hotel room. <laughs> I, I was having a cheeky weekend away with Hobby, and we were doing a staycation in Brisbane, and um, threw back the blankets for bedtime, and we found a. Baby catcher. <laughs> a baby catcher. Used? Yeah. Oh, no. no. Did you leave? It was full no, and knotted no. at the top. No. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, no. That's, no. that's wrong because there's so many levels. That's disgusting. They haven't changed the sheets. Mm. No. And it just they threw you off your game. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Mm. It did. We just went to sleep that night. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. As a friend, no. But they yeah. didn't, you didn't ask, them, did they come and change your sheets or move you to another room? Yeah, we changed. They ended up changing rooms, and they were pretty horrified. We got a free mm. breakfast and mm. stuff. So. <laughs> it's funny breakfast. the equation. Like you saw that, Good you got to a know. Free, free breakfast. breakfast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five. Ah, look. If you are calling for Alpha Bucks, you're too early. Oh, did I just say the word? You That's did. Help. Yeah. Okay. If you're calling for anything else, hang up at the moment. Because I need your help to see whether this is true or not. Because I told something to Stab, and now I can't find it on Google. 
Bridge to Brisbane is happening on Sunday. Yes, it is. And I'm going to be doing the 10K walk, mm-hmm. which is not as hectic as the run. But still, once you get moving, you get a little bit warmer. And I don't know if it happened as much last year because the Bridge to Brisbane was postponed. So yeah. it was later in the year and it wasn't as cold. Right, right, right. But now that we're back to August for the Bridge to Brisbane, when you're going there quite early, and I think we're kicking off the walk, we're all going to meet about 10 to 6. So it's quite early in the morning. It's a yeah, bit it's freezing. Cold. So I said to Stab, you take a jacket, when we were doing it together, I said, take a jacket, a jacket that is not really bad that it's rude to give away, but not too good that you want to hang on to it because you just, you leave your jacket at the start line and then people come and they collect it and they give it away to charity. And I was like, cool, doing a good thing and getting rid of a jacket. And 30, now... 10, 60, if anyone knows if it's true, because <laughs> I don't know if I made that up or not, but I see all the jackets and I would just presume that someone this was... This was five years ago, maybe more. Well, I mean, they give away the ones that the the marshals don't want to keep. Oh, Nike. Oh, Adidas. Oh, Lorna Jane. Uh, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, keep that. I thought it was just that. a dumb thing. You would think that, but because they're they're everywhere. Like you yeah, just, there's, there's piles. There's yeah. piles, yeah. And piles of it. Yeah. Because then you just wrap it around your your waist. Your waist. But, but if I, you're running, you wouldn't do that. That'd be annoying. No, but yeah, then you'd yeah, be yeah. so you'd just yeah. be. I guess you'd would just be cold. I know it's Splendor, they, <laughs> uh, and this year they gumboots, because gumboots got all left behind, right. and I think you could just, there was a big section with all the left behind gumboots, you could just go and collect them, and if you didn't take any, mm. I think the leftovers did go to charity or something like I that. Because I always love, you know I love a good story that they go into a better home. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah um, where really people are just like, you're just littering. Clothes uh, is one of the major issues with landfill, in Australia especially, because Australians will buy four times more clothing than most yeah, other countries. Right. We like that, to have different outfits. But if you do donate it, a lot of um, different charities won't just use it to rehome as they are. Mm. I thought they'd break down the textiles and then make them into different stuff. But Well, hang on. So we've gone from, I don't know if it happens, <laughs> to they have an entire factory that turns them into something else. Yeah, there was a lot there, wasn't there? There yeah. Well, think of how many people run, and even if half of them brought jackets. I didn't even need a jacket. I just put a jacket to be able to donate. I wore two, mate. I've gone through (laughs) trying to work out. (laughs) Uh, We've got Eileen on. Hey. Hey, how are you? Good. Do you know the answer to this? Um, Well, I do and I don't. Oh, come Um, on, Eileen. I I don't. Well, it's actually Aileen. Yes, Come on, Aileen. (laughs) Joke doesn't Um, work. So I don't know what it's called, but I was doing the Darkness to Daylight Mm -hmm. um, fundraiser this year, Mm -hmm. and um, we also were told exactly the same. Yeah, so So you don't know what... It is true. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but it's definitely true. Hmm. You leave it there. People come and... Oh, confirmed. I trust her. <laughs> She's heard the story as well. <laughs> no, that's not how rumours work. <laughs> I'm going to need one more confirming of the rumour from a friend of a friend, and then I'll 100% believe it. Emma, friend of a friend. Here we go. <laughs> Do you know any more about this? Hey, how you going? Good. Um, yeah, so I've done um, Brisbane Marathon Festival a few times. I've done Melbourne and Gold Coast, and yeah, at Brisbane and Melbourne, you would hang your jacket or your jumper over the... Um, the rails. They're like barricades yep. at the yep. start line, mm-hmm. and then yeah, they'd come. There'd be people there with kind of garbage bags, and at the end, um, if you went back and started another race or saw someone start the next race, yeah, they'd all be gone, and they'd take them off to a charity. So, hundred um, percent, that's that's what has happened in my experience. Hmm. I, might, I might go clothes shopping on Sunday. Yeah, then. It's I for a charity. Can I, can I still just say all, all we have, all what? we have, and I'm not disregarding the information we've been given, but all but... we have is. They see them filling them up in garbage bags and being taken away. 
Mm. I want oh, someone. Does anyone know further details? Thirteen ten sixty. What do you want? The sits, charity. It sits in the back of a truck for six months while they drive around thinking, "I need to I'm drop that off at Lifeline." They don't. Let's just go. Can and we then go they get there with their shopping. You go, "Oh bugger!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you get home. Like, Damn, Damn it! Damn it! I, it's, I it knew it was there. I See, thought about it when I left. That I believe. Rebecca, <laughs> bridge to Brisbane. You take off your jacket and you leave it at the starting line. I believe it gets donated to a charity. I. Can you confirm? Yes, I was. I heard you say it last week or whenever. Mm. And so I was reading through the guidelines on the website, and they do say that. There so they go. say, okay. bring your jacket, and yep. they'll donate it. There you go. Does it say what charity? Refuse. No. No, sorry. <laughs> Don't have that. Someone who really wants fitness clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right. So choose your jacket wisely if you're going to the Bridge to Brisbane, one that you can give away. That's true. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now make sure your pockets are empty. <laughs> <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. My friend sent me a text. Uh, she said, saw you doing the Bridge Brisbane. I'll come and do it with you, Liz. And I was like, thank you so much. She's the one that ran it for me, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Her, yeah, yeah. She's really fun. And I had to text her because I was having a competition with Maddie. Mm. And she was wearing my numbers, which I think is wrong. And I had to text her because I was following her on the app saying, can you slow, slow down? down? You're supposed to be me. And you're going to do it. One of the leaders. So anyway, so she's walking with she, me. Like, she's fit as. She's really she is fit. fit. She was like under. She was under an hour easy. Oh, she was under forty. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So I had to say slow down. Yeah. We wanted around about fifty. Uh, and then uh, she sent me a text going, "Hey, I've got tutus. You want to wear tutus?" <laughs> and this is the thing. I do want to wear a tutu because yeah. that's great. It's Bridge Brisbane. We're walking at this time. But do you want to go out on the limb and wear the dress up? Because once you commit to a dress up, you have yeah. to feel comfortable the whole ten k's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Because you can't take it off. No. Just leave well, the tutu. Donate it. <laughs> we're talking about donating the clothes. I don't think you donate the tutus to ballerinas that are in need. <laughs> no, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> My life is struggling and I just need a tutu. Yep. Thanks. But no thanks. I'm an allergy boy. <clears throat> Get bad allergies. They're starting early this year. Since the weekend, I've been sniffly. Um, but you know when your nose is so blocked when you go to bed, you prop all your pillows up to try and sit upright, hoping that drains it out. Wakes you asleep. up in the middle of the night. It does. Oh, wow. I'm choking. And um, that's been happening because I'm not getting any air through my nose. I wake up about three times a night with really dry mouth. You know, because oh, yeah. you're breathing through your mouth the whole night. So like... You can get a gel for that. Well, so you, like, lubricate your mouth. Yeah. For mouth breathers. Right. Mm. What's it called? Mouth gel. Mouth gel. Right. I've never heard of that. You put it in when you go to sleep to Wouldn't keep your just, mouth like, moist. Go away quickly. Like, things in your mouth, mm. you know, you can imagine. No, it's designed for the purpose yeah. of people that sleep with their mouth open. Mm. It's it a mouth gel. Mouth be flavoured. Why would it have to be flavoured? Well, it's going in your mouth. Well, it would just have no flavour. No, because then you'd eat it. It's not enjoyment, it's just stop the dryness. Mm. Why, well, missed opportunity. Watch out you? for Matt's minty mouth gel. <laughs> I wouldn't want minty, it would keep you up. Coming to, well, available in all of a range of flours. What else have you got? Might be interested to Banana, no, strawberry. Don't like banana banana flavour. Like there's already a company that's making it. Fruity. Um, just sort of there's a multivitamin in it. Mm. Helps you sleep. 
<clears throat> I'll yep. get two. And you know what? There's also one that's got collagen, and what it does is anti-aging overnight. So this is just a flat-out thanks. New career pivot. <laughs> <laughs> I bring things up on this show from time to time, and I just never know where they're going to end up. Take that, what just happened, for example. I just said the words mouth gel. All of a sudden, Maddie's flavoured it. <laughs> He's got a production company. I'll Google it. Shooting the first ad for it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I need your mouths. <laughs> oh, can I be the mouth of your ass? Yeah. Oh, would you have what mouth would you prefer? What mouth would you prefer, Maddie? <laughs> out of these two? Well, Just now, curious. There's a question. What I've mouth ne- would you prefer? You know what I've never meant. been Which asked. mouth would you prefer, yeah, Maddie? You know well, with I your t- which mouth? With your teeth, yours is the dangerous one. It is, but that adds some sort of element <laughs> That's what I'm of saying. mystique. All right, fine. Choose him. I don't want you. Again, as I said, I bring up things from time to time, and then we get off the ride, and I don't know how we got here. Thanks, but no thanks. Brisbane wakes up with Staff Abby and Matt on V105.